Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to another episode of the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. And I'm your host, Coach Damon Wilson. And in this show, it's my job to find the best lacrosse goalies and lacrosse goalie coaches to understand what makes them elite. What is it about elite lacrosse goalies that you can use for your own game? And this week, we're talking with Sean Quirk. Sean is a goalie himself, and he's the current head coach of the Boston Cannons in the MLL. Prior to that, he coached for years at the D3 program at Endicott College. He's also the owner and director of the Peak Goalie Camp, so he's coached hundreds, if not thousands, of goalies in his lifetime. In this episode, we hit on a number of great topics, including how he got his start in goal and with the sport of lacrosse, how an open heart surgery changed his life, what he learned at his first lacrosse goalie camp, his experience coaching at Endicott and with the Boston Cannons, how he coaches lacrosse goalies mentally, and so much more. Sean is a great coach, a great guy. And I'm sure you're going to enjoy this conversation. Before we get started with this podcast with Coach Sean Quirk, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own online Lax Goldie Rat Camp. I just got a great testimonial from a lacrosse goalie dad out in Southern California, and I want to play that for you right now. I'd like to tell you about the great experience we've had with the Lax Goldie Rat online camp. I have a 10-year-old son who was interested in learning how to play goalie, our club program does not have a goalie coach, and I was not well-equipped to teach him the fundamentals. I signed up for the Lax Goalie Rat online camp. Um, together, we watched all the videos, and we found the videos incredibly easy to follow, helpful, teaching the fundamentals in a simple way. Um, tons of great drills, uh, mental parts of the game. It's just a really good program. Plus, the blog and the podcast are also extremely helpful. So. Damon's really helped my son um, learn the fundamentals of playing goalie. He's having a great time. He's playing a lot better. And I think this is a great program for parents um, who have a son or a daughter who are trying to learn how to play goalie and don't have the full resources to have a goalie coach. It's a great program. There you go. The results speak for themselves. You can check out the camp at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. That's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. Excellent. Well, my next guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast is Sean Quirk, current head coach of the Boston Cannons. Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Damon. Really excited to uh, speak to you today. As am I. As am I. Uh, we've had a lot of goalies on the show, and you, are, of course, are a goalie, but you have tremendous coaching experience as well. So um, I think we'll see a different a different angle, but maybe first you could just, uh, for those that don't know you introduce yourself and kind of explain how you got started in this marvelous position. That is lacrosse goalie. Sure. Uh, you know, again, Sean Quirk currently, I'm the head coach of the Boston cannons in major league lacrosse. And, 
I've been involved with this game uh, really since the first grade, and I started off as a midfielder. And uh, I have an older brother, Brian, who played at, at University of New Hampshire when they were Division One. He was six year; he is six years older than I, uh, so he really got me involved in the sport. And from the first to the sixth grade, I played midfield. And uh, ironically enough, when going into seventh grade, that's when he was going off to college. Um, that summer, uh, I was going for a physical for soccer and ended up having open heart surgery. Um, and one, doctors didn't know if I'd be able to play sports again and that sort of thing. Long story short, um, you know, running wasn't quite my thing ever. Um, so I decided to try goalie and my brother, you know, got me in the cage and all his buddies, you know, would shoot on me and, Honestly, I fell in love with the position. I had already loved the game, but I loved the position from day one. Maybe it was, you know, getting a cool new stick uh, with a bigger pocket than everyone. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I loved the position. And ironically enough, I've I've turned playing lacrosse and loving the game and loving that position into a career. So that's really how I got started. I grew up in Cheshire, Connecticut. I played there in high school. And then went off to play at Springfield College for Coach Bugby. Uh, coached with him for two years, um, you know, working with the defense and the goalies and just continued to love the game and work camps. Um, and then I went on to be the head coach at Endicott College for 18 years, uh, Division Three program in, in Beverly. And now uh, one of my former goalies at Endicott, Eric Haggerty, who was a three-time All-American, he's the head coach there. And I've moved on to coach the Cannons. Well, that's great. That's great. Great, great story. And glad everything's okay with the, with the heart. I mean, it really puts everything in, into perspective, uh, you know, when you have something like that. But the other thing I like that you mentioned there is just falling in love with this position. And I think that's what the greats do. And for me, I mean, just making like this, this making a save and, you know, having your whole team get behind you uh, and get pumped up on your behalf and being able to control the game was something that I loved. And I, I don't know if you felt the same. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, having o- almost that control, uh, in the cage, you, you control a lot of the game as a goalie and it, it's a lot of chess pieces with the d- defensemen and midfielders in front of you. Um, but it is, you know, like you said, it, it's a stressful position and everything else, but you, you do have that that autonomy to control a lot of different pieces out on the field. Absolutely. When you were learning this position and, and kind of becoming great, was there like a big aha moment for you? Like maybe a camp or something that you learned uh, along that journey, or was it more of a gradual, like getting better with time type of situation? Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, it was definitely a a gradual progression to, to get good and really to want to be good but my first camp experience, ironically enough, was at a peak goalie clinic at Lincoln Sudbury High School. I was in the ninth grade, and you know I had played for a couple of years of goalie up until that point. And John Yeager ran the peak goalie camp, and at that clinic was Sal Acasio, one of the great goalies, mm-hmm. and Paul Schmoller, um, who coached the position, played on some world teams, and coached all college across and. John Yeager and Paul Schmoller really became my goalie mentors. And it was at that first clinic that I really appreciated the finer points and the the finer techniques and the mental part of the position. Um, 
And since then, I always stayed with John and I always stayed with Paul throughout my playing career. Uh, ironically enough, I took over the peak goalie camp from John Yeager and still run that. But those are two great mentors, Damon, that, that I had. Um, and, and, you know, the passing of Paul Schmoller, just a, a great guy and a great goalie. I learned so much about life and the position and the game through him and John Yeager. That's awesome. Yeah, recently to the blog, I posted the importance of of, of mentors, you know, not just in sports, but like in, in life in general. Like, like when you think back to it, it's, it's uh, some of the strongest relationships that you'll have. Um, specifically, what, what are some things that, that, that those guys taught you? If we could dig into a few. Yeah, you, you know, definitely they, they taught me the finer points of, of playing the position arc and angle and playing the ball behind and, and shading and mirroring uh, the stick of, you know, a, a shooter when they're in close and, I could go on and on and on about the technical pieces, but really the, the, the mental aspects, John Yeager is a sports psychologist. And obviously Paul at the time had played at every level up until the world, you know, including the world team. And they, they had seen a lot um, and learned a lot throughout their careers. And I just wanted to be a sponge and learn that mental aspect. You're going to get scored on. You're going to let in 10, 12, 15 goals a game. But maybe your team scores 16 when you let in 15. And, and how do you balance that and deal with that? And while playing the game, I always thought I, I had a mental edge, um, you know, like a lot of athletes, ultra competitive. Um, but I never got down when I got scored on, really. I, I really, truly didn't. And I, that's what I try to teach goalies now is you can be a great athlete, you can be a great goalie, and you can clear the ball. But if you don't have that mental capability to to get yourself out of a hole or feel okay about letting some balls in your level of success is going to be limited. I really believe that. And those are some of the finer things that I learned from those two. Yeah. And those are great things. You know, a lot of youth starting out, like they see some videos online and kind of learn some of the techniques, learn, you know, learn a few drills to reinforce those techniques. Uh, But don't get coached on the mental piece. And then, you know, when you get scored on, all those, all that technique just goes right out the window. So I, I think that's awesome that, you know, not only did they teach you that, that technique, so you could put a little bit of structure to your athleticism, but they also um, focused on that mental piece, which I think, which I think all goalies and coaches should do. Absolutely. Yeah. When you, um, with your, with your experience with Pete goalie camp, when you get a kid, he comes in, he's totally afraid of the ball, you know, basic, basic, kind of basic stuff for us lacrosse goalies, but what do you tell that kid? Yeah. You know, really showing them and telling them is, um, you know, whether it be a younger goalie or a high school goalie um, that maybe just starting out really get down to the bare bones and don't even bring out lacrosse balls. Don't even bring out sticks. I get them in the cage and let them feel comfortable in that space. That That's their space. That's their home. And then I get out some tennis balls and just lightly throw tennis balls at them with uh, them having gloves on and let them catch the ball, let them feel the ball, let them step to the ball, let them get hit with the ball. And they get that level of comfort and trust in you. And then you get them in there with a stick 
and then you throw tennis balls at them with a stick. You let them get that comfort zone, and then you lead up to lacrosse balls, really making sure that the goalie gets warmed up. Uh, the warm-up isn't for the shooter. It, it's for that goalie, and I think that gets lost sometimes with, with at every level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but letting them get comfortable catching the ball and then let them get comfortable getting hit with the ball. Let them get comfortable getting scored on with a real ball. I think that's a, a great way to mentally dial in goalies is starting bare bones, like I said, no balls, nothing. Just let them get their space, build the tennis balls, and then build to lacrosse balls. Great answer. Great answer, right? Yeah, so often you see uh, coaches just throw the goalies in there and start taking shots. And it's kind of, um, I mean, it's like putting on skis for the first time and then just putting them on a, on a mountain and, you know, good luck. You know, so, so and with all the, I guess, mental aspect to it, uh, you know, you're really doing damage to them. So you got to start them, start them slow, like you just said, and kind of go through that progression. So I, I really like that answer. Um, how about your style? So you've, you've got, you know, some, let's call it years of experience playing, uh, and coaching. How would you describe, you know, your style of, of goalie play? Um, I consider myself a a good athlete, not a, a great athlete. Um, so I, when I was playing, I really based it all on always being in the right position to make a play and a save on the ball and really playing mind games with shooters to take away what they wanted to shoot at, uh, which is the weak side, right? So I would always shade to my weak side and I'd always really focus in on my ready position, explosion to the ball and really make shooters shoot to my stick um, and make plays on balls that way. That was my style. It's the way I I teach it still. to even my goalies, Nick Morocco, our starting goalie at the Boston Cannons, you know, his first game out there, we tweak just the little things and he's super athletic. He's super quick. Um, but just made a couple minor tweaks here and there. When I was coaching college, Cam Bell, same thing. Um, you know, he became a four-time All-American, really was unorthodox, but a great athlete and just changed up a lot of positioning things with him. Um, and certainly with youth and high school goalies at our camp, that's really what uh, we focus on is the positioning piece and being able to make plays on the ball. That's great. That's great. I had Nick on the show, podcast episode 23. Call, call that out to anyone who wants to check that out. He, he was great. Um, I was going to ask, what uh, from a coaching standpoint, like what, what do you like to see in goalies like for, for you as a coach what do you think makes the best goalie uh i guess more personality wise we talked about the athleticism already a little bit but more personality wise yeah you know definitely like you said damon you know the athletic piece is critical especially with the game changing you know i, I was in college in the early 90s and the way you know shots were coming at you pretty good but now these guys are shooting the ball from every angle from every deception point coming out of the stick with the stick technology. Um, But I I always go back to that mental piece. You know, goalies have to be mentally tough. They have to be physically tough. They have to have that mindset of a weapon, right? They have to have that mindset of a weapon that they're going to win every battle. Um, And it's a one-on-one battle with the shooter. It's a one-on-one battle with the six, five, six other guys out on the field, whatever it may be. Um, 
But that mental edge, having confidence, not being cocky. I, I really don't like cocky players. I like really confident players that know they're good and know they're great and know they can be great. Um, you know, those are a few attributes that, that I think really make a, a special player and a special goalie. Yeah. Yeah. That mental piece is so, is so, so important, huh? What, what are some, I guess, specific things that, that you coach goalies to remain mentally tough? Absolutely. I think, you know, dealing with adversity and dealing with failure, um, really can make you successful, certainly in the cage, but, but in the game of life, more importantly. And that's something that I talk a lot about when I give talks or or speeches or or keynotes or at our goalie clinics or camps is, um, is really overcoming adversity and overcoming failure to play that as an avenue to be successful. And, um, You know, I did it. I mentioned when I had surgery, you know, at the age of 12, I said, I'm going to do this. And I found a way to to do it. Um, You know, I was told I would never play college lacrosse by some or that I would even go to college um, by a high school guidance counselor. And that adversity always fueled me to, to try to be great. And I've used failures that I've had, whether with businesses or teams that I've coached or when I was playing just to really thrive off of that and, uh, you know, try to become successful in whatever it is I'm doing. Yeah, that's great. It reminds me, there's this quote that, um, it's like a smooth sea never made a skillful sailor. Right. So like you have to have those. I love it. Yeah. You have to have those adversity. You have to have those rough seas to become, to become a great goalie and to become like a great, individual a great person so you know instead of when when adversity strikes instead of seeing that as like a bad thing like oh i'm letting in a bunch of goals or i lost my starting spot or 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 what have you it's almost you know it's almost an advantage that that great this is this is some rough seas that i now get to overcome and when i get on the other side i'm going to be a better goalie a better person because of it Exactly. And it's all that that process, right, of getting to where you want to go and outcomes are, are, I believe, a direct result of the process. And if you trust the process and follow it and lead with it, you can be pretty successful at anything you want to be at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, For those youngsters out there that are, are going through like the college recruiting process and trying to play goalie, you know, at the D1, D2, D3 level. Uh, what what advice do you have for them? It's a great question, and I'm uh, I'm dealing with that right now with my son Caden, who who's a sophomore in high school okay. and plays on his high school team and plays club lacrosse. And I tell you, I've been navigating this process for shoot twenty twenty five years, roughly, as a coach. And when you're dealing with your son, it, it's a lot different um, yeah. because you know that person so well. But, uh, you know, when dealing with with high school goalies and going through the recruiting process, like any position or any sport, college coaches want great young people, great young men, great young women. Um, First and foremost, character defines who you are. Having that confidence to look a coach straight in the eye and shake their hand with a firm handshake, that that sets the tone. Um, 
But I think for high school goalies to really control their recruiting process, and as much as college coaches are recruiting you, you're recruiting that institution and that coach and your future to ask a lot of questions. Um, you know, academic programs, obviously size and fit for the school. But how many goalies do you have on your roster? How many are you recruiting in my class? How many are you recruiting maybe the year after? Um, what's your philosophy on playing goalies? Playing one, winning the job or, or splitting two, playing a righty, playing a lefty. Um, you know, all those questions are more than fair to ask. And college coaches want those questions asked because it shows that you're doing your homework, that you're diligent and, and you're invested in your future as a student athlete. Um, you know, so we could do a whole podcast, right. And sure. talk on just recruiting and that, but really the bottom line is representing yourself, um, in a positive light to these college coaches. I love those goalie specific questions too, that, that you just mentioned. Um, because you know, maybe a lot of kids have this dream of playing at a particular school. And then when they get there, they realize, you know, their third string and really their dream was to start you know, to play, to play, to play lacrosse. So it, so it really kind of makes you think about what you want. N not only is the school recruiting you, you're recruiting the school, like you said, uh, but then also, you know, digging into the details and making sure you're going to like that situation once you, uh, w once you end up there. So good luck to your son. And I hope he, uh, <laughs> hope he ends up at where he wants to be. Um, absolutely. Yeah. How about any specific goalie drills that you absolutely love? Um, I mean, there's tons of drills out there, but I was curious if you just had like, you know, top three or top five that like, these are the drills that, that I can't believe all goalies are not doing. Yeah. It, you know, so many, uh, and that's a beautiful thing about, uh, technology, right. Whether it be YouTube or, or Instagram, you see so many of these great goalies, you know, Scotty Rogers and John Galloway, who's a college coach and the list could go on and on that are putting these drills out there. And a lot of them are innovative and they're, they're tremendous drills. You know, my top three are almost old school drills um, is one is wall ball, right? There's yeah. nothing like playing wall ball and goalies have to have a great stick. They got to have a right hand. They got to have a left hand. They got to be able to clear the ball. The, the worst compliment a goalie can get is that you're a great stopper. That typically means you can't clear the ball and start the offense, start the transition to score goals. So playing wall ball and really focusing on that, um, that hard work of having a, a great stick. The, the next one is walking the line, right? You got to, I meant about that mental mindset of being a weapon and attacking is walking the line and walking it to do bounce shots or high shots or off stick shots or stick side high shots or stick side low shot that just gets you in the mental frame of stepping to the ball and attacking it um and then i like to do one where you put three balls um in a triangle on the ground you start on one and you step to that ball you envision that other ball coming at you. So again, getting in that mind step of, of seeing the ball and attacking it. Um, so you put three balls in a triangle and, and you just step to them and you can do that with two other goalies on your team and do it together. Um, and that sort of thing. And I'll throw it. in a bonus juggling. Oh, all right. Goalies should all be able to juggle, right? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. 
absolutely good for hand-eye coordination and, and juggling is a great thing. Yeah, it, it totally is. And I, I could back in my college days, now I, I can do it against a wall, not, not like in the air, but I'll have to get back out there and get it going again. <laughs> but those are great. Those are great drills. And it just goes to show that, you know, you're right, there, there's a huge variety of drills out there, but it's more important that you put in the work and that work um, is just with the basics. Uh, with wall ball. Just a quick question on wall ball. Do you recommend goalies use their goalie stick or, or play with a shorty? You know, it's a a preference. I, uh, I do some wall ball stuff with goalies with with a short stick and even a short stick warm up, get them in there with a short stick. Some goalies like that. Some don't. Um, so it's really the the preference of the goalie if they want to use a short stick or a goalie stick. Yeah. I, I, for me, I prefer shorty, but I was just curious what your, what your opinion was on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how about a time in your career where you were a, a backup goalie or, or it could even be, you know, kids that you've coached, um, you know, where you're a backup goalie and, and how did that you or they handle that situation, you know, continuing to improve while not necessarily getting, you know, the reps with the ones or getting those, the, getting that game time. Yeah. You know, to, to speak of myself, uh, I played for Paul Adams, a great coach, great mentor to me, and I was the backup goalie as a freshman. Um, you know, had played every second in eighth grade, and then my freshman year, you know, played JV and that, but varsity sat on the bench, and I got a shot to play in a couple games and did pretty well, and, and I used it as motivation again to really try to win the game. Number one. And then two, to prove that I could play at that level. And fortunate enough, then my sophomore year, I started the rest of high school. And then you get to college and you're a small fish again in a big pond. And I played literally two minutes uh, my freshman year behind uh, an All-American goalie who was who was only a junior. So I knew I was going to have to keep working hard and fighting to either beat him out or to be ready to start when he graduated. And ironically enough, he didn't come back to school that following year. Mm. So I was put in the starting position again as a sophomore, but it was because of that freshman year that I'd like to think I kept a really strong attitude. Uh, I was a team guy. I was supportive of the starting goalie and all those things prepared me to be the starter. Um, where I think sometimes athletes, they say, I'm not playing, you know, it's not my time. I'll just coast by. Well, if you coast by and then you're given that opportunity, you're not going to be prepared. So that, that quote, you know, failing to prepare is preparing to fail by Ben Franklin. You constantly have to prepare to, to be the guy, to be a starter, to be called on whenever there's an injury or somebody doesn't come back to school but maybe your time is you're going to be a lifetime backup and can you continually make your, your teammates around you better and hold yourself accountable, hold them accountable to ultimately be a, a great team. Um, so, you know, to younger goalies out there that, that may be a backup, you, you got to dream, you, you got to envision yourself what it's going to be like to be a starter. And, and hopefully that day will, will come for you through hard work. Yeah, Absolutely. It makes me think, you know, so much of this position is um, being a leader and you don't necessarily need to be the starter to be a leader. A part of that is if, if your teammates see you working hard and see you, you know, 
encouraging the team and doing all the right things and, and going about your business in the right way, you know, you're gaining those leadership points, even though you're not the starter. And I'm, I'm, uh, in team, when team, in team USA, this last world championships starter, Jack Kelly goes down and yeah. I forget who tweeted it, but someone tweeted, you know, one of the things I'm thinking about is how much of an impact he had on the team, even though he was the backup or, you know, not playing due to an injury. Absolutely. That, that was, uh, you know, Jack's a, a tremendous goalie, one of the best in the, in the world right now. And, to watch that on TV and to see him after his injury, just the positivity coming out of him on the bench and supporting Galloway in the cage, you have to believe that that had a result of them winning the gold medal. Uh, it's a great example of that. And that's a guy who's playing at the very highest level uh, in the world who you know demonstrated that. And that, that's a great thing for, for younger goalies to certainly see. Yeah. Totally. I'll have to get Jack on the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, if there's since I'm curious now that um, you're a head coach, how involved in coaching goalies are you? That's a great question. Um, you know, when I was at Endicott for 18 years, I was fortunate enough to have some assistant coaches that had that they were goalies and they would work a lot with the, the goalies. Um, because as a head coach, you're, you're trying to deal with 50 guys at college. I would do a lot of work outside of practice with our goalies. Um, on occasion, I'd warm them up at practice. I, I'd certainly coach them up, you know, in different drills and scenarios in practice and in game. Um, but now at the professional level, I, I warm the goalies up uh, every practice, every game day. Um, roster's a little bit smaller in the MLL of 20 guys. I'm fortunate to have John Kopacki and, and Ben Rubior as assistant coaches that run the offense and the defense. Um, so although these guys are pros, I'm able to spend quite a bit of time with them, coaching them up so they can be the best they can be still. Interesting. How about if a new coach is listening to this, would you recommend that level of involvement with the goalies or what would you recommend to that new coach? maybe played lacrosse as a midi back in the day, but doesn't know much about, about the position. Absolutely. And again, coming back to technology, you, you can go on YouTube and see how to warm up goalies in different drills. I think, you know, the goalie position, it's like a quarterback in football that they're the, they're the, uh, they're the leader on the team. We'd like to think. And a lot of times we would give our four or five goalies, the autonomy to go do drills on their own um, during practice and them kind of lead it and give them that leadership to continue to get better. And I think they appreciate that rather than just saying, Oh, goalies go throw the ball around because we're doing some, you know, different drills over right. here. What we're just doing, you know, whether foot, footwork, whatever it is with offense, defense um, is give them an outline of what they need to do at practice during those times so they can continue to get better. And that should really be happening at the youth level all the way through the college level. Um, and goalies see that, you know, they know when, when they're getting blown off by coaches um, and they're not getting the love that they deserve like every other position. Yeah. That's a great point. It's kind of what that's the exact answer. I, I have given coaches who've emailed me is one like, study. I mean, there's no excuse these days not to know 
about this position. You've got, uh, and that's what my site's all about. <laughs> this podcast is all about is interviewing the top goalies in, in our sport and, and exploring what it is to be great. So, so do your homework and then, uh, and then coach them. Absolutely. Coach him. It's good to hear you still, you still uh, spend a lot of time with the goalies. I, I, uh, I, I was a head coach of a youth team in Berkeley and um, all I wanted to do was work with the goalies. And, and <laughs> I'm like, you know, I should probably teach an offense or, you know, install some defense or something like that. Absolutely. You know, a great example is this year I mentioned Eric Haggerty. Uh, he was given a, a goalie live field demo on developing the goalie A to Z. And two coaches that were there were Sean Kerwin, the offensive coordinator at Virginia, and John Tillman, the head coach at Maryland. So those are two of the best minds in the game. They know everything that you'd want to know about the game and and the sport, but they still feel they need to learn about the goalie position, right? And uh, everyone can can continue to learn at, at everything we're doing. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still continuing to learn myself. I'm, well, I'm not pro, but in terms of coaching and the, you know, the pros that I interview, that's one of the themes that come out is even though these guys are at the top, you know, the, the, the peak of our, of our sport, they're still continuing to learn and continuing to get better. And, and you have to be, to be a champion. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. We talked a little bit about leadership, um, you know, and that goalies need to be leaders of the team. I'm curious if you have any, you know, specifics, you know, what you recommend to a youth goalie who understands I need to be a leader of the team, but just doesn't know um, how to go about doing that? Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful question. Um, you know, I, I think leadership, all forms of leadership start with being positive and being direct and gaining that respect through those two things. Um, you know, to use the analogy of a quarterback in football again, if a great quarterback is yelling and screaming and hollering at their linemen, at his linemen, that he, they're not getting coverage and he's getting sacked, well, they might not work as hard in the next play. And it's the same thing in goalie. You know, you're going to get scored on. We've talked about that. It's staying positive with your defenseman saying, you know what, we'll get that one next time. Here's maybe how we can cover a little better. Here's how I could save the ball a little bit better. And those guys are going to play that much harder in front of you. And that just starts with, with being positive and being direct um, through communication. Communication is such a, a key to great leadership. It's speaking, but it's also listening to your teammates and hearing them out, hearing your coaches out. Um, I think those two qualities really can provide a, a lot of leadership it is positivity, communication and being direct. I like it. Positivity and being direct. Yeah. Positivity for me is, is a, is a really big one. Um, I mean, just, you know, negative, bringing any sort of negativity to the team is such a downer. Um, and, and, and I think it pairs well with being direct because it's not like you always have to be happy go lucky and, and not call people out when, you know, they're not doing their job. Like that's the being direct piece to me. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's really good advice. How about um, some common errors that you see young lacrosse goalies making as you as you have so many goalies come through in your in your camps? Some common things that that you see uh, common mistakes that you see goalies making? Yeah, I think 
the biggest and most common mistake any goalie or any athlete can take is um, is not being coachable, right? Saying, oh, I got this. I know not trying new things. Um, you know, you, you just hit on a great point. These pro athletes, they're continuing to learn. They're con- continuing to get better. That's why they are where they are. They've, they've listened. They've learned. They're sponges. Um, you know, I, I can think of countless times where I'm coaching a goalie and you keep going over the same and same thing and they say, no, it's not going to work. And you say, well, you can try it and see if it works. It's like riding a bike, right? You take off those training wheels. You got to try it to put two wheels on the bike to be able to ride it. You got to try new things. And it's the same thing with our position is you have to be willing and open to, to try new things and to listen to get better. Um, I think that's one of probably the most common mistakes that, that any athlete makes, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I especially see a lot of goalies who maybe had success at one level, go to the next level and then, you know, are, are not as coachable, you know, cause they, they think they know what they're doing, but <laughs> when you go to that next level uh, and you have <clears throat> this outsider's perspective, uh, they can see things that, that that goalie can't. And so being coachable, listening, trying those new things is all, is all very important stuff. Like you said. Certainly. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, one last piece of goalie advice that you want to leave with the, with the youngsters out there. Absolutely. You know, as I mentioned, you know, at a really young age, I fell in love with this sport, with this position and I love it as much today, even more so than I did back then. And, uh, it's a great game. It's a small enough sport where you're going to be able to meet a lot of people and you might meet them in middle school or high school. And if you stay with the game long enough, you're going to continue to connect with those people down the road. Uh, you never know where, where life is going to take you through any sport, but this game, again, being almost like a fraternity, you may have a coach that you graduate college then and you're interviewing at a company and they have a connection to that person. So Building relationships um, is really important, but love sport, play a lot of different sports. Uh, you know, there's so much focus on club lacrosse now and specialization in every sport that you really can continue to play two or three sports and get involved in community service, play a musical instrument, do what all those other things are above and beyond your academics and being a great person to, uh, to enjoy what you're doing. Very well said. Very well said. Thank you so much for coming on, Sean. This is, this is absolutely great. If, if people want to learn more about you or, or uh, the Peak Goalie Camp, where, where should they go? Absolutely. Our website for Peak Goalie is peakgoalie.com. Uh, my contact information is on there. My email is on there. Uh, happy to help any young goalies or coaches that have questions. Certainly email me. And I'll get back to you, you know, certainly in a very timely fashion. Um, and that's something I, I love to do. You know, kids can come to our camp and coaches can come and and learn and that sort of thing. But if that's not feasible and you have questions, um, I'm here to continue to, to grow the position, grow the game and and just help people love what I love to do. That's amazing. I'll link up to that when this show comes out. Sean, thanks so much. Thank you, Damon. So there 
you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Coach Sean Quirk, head coach of the Boston Cannons, owner-director of the Peak Goalie Camp. You can really tell that even with all his years of coaching and playing in this sport, the passion is still there. Another great episode with Coach Quirk. That's all for this week. Lacrosse season, of course, right around the corner. And now is the time to prepare yourself. So get out there, get some work in, be well. I'm Coach Damon Wilson. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.